Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and this is another classic episode. When you release a helium balloon, its freedom is temporary. Eventually, it must fall back to Earth. But when and how? I'll let former Lauren explain. Hey, Brain Stuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and today we're talking about balloons. Helium balloons that have escaped the clutches of their human captors to float far beyond the mortal realms, straight up into the infinity of the stars. Well, not really. I hate to burst your, well, balloon, but that's not what balloons do when they're released. They burst. Blame the composition of our atmosphere. Helium balloons float because they're buoyant in the air like a beach ball is buoyant in water. Balloons don't fly. The air around them sinks, pushing them upward. That's because helium weighs just 0.18 grams per liter. 
Nitrogen and oxygen, which together make up about 99% of the air we breathe, weigh 1.25 grams and 1.43 grams per liter, respectively. And Okay, most helium balloons these days aren't filled with 100% pure helium. Depending on the company selling it, about 20% may be regular old air to help keep costs down and preserve the global helium supply. But as long as the weight of the balloon plus the helium mixture inside of it equals less than the weight of the air around it, it'll keep on moving up. However, nitrogen and oxygen aren't distributed evenly from sea level to outer space— Earth's gravity holds air close to the surface. The higher up you go, the thinner, aka less massive, the air gets. Just five miles up, there are only one-third as many nitrogen and oxygen atoms around you. Ten miles up, there are only one-tenth as many. So a helium mixture balloon wouldn't keep floating up forever, because eventually it would be heavier than the air around it. It'll stop when it hits a point of equilibrium. However, however, as evidenced by the lack of a thick layer of party balloons up in the sky, that's not how the story ends for a freed balloon. Enter atmospheric pressure. Since the elements that make up our air supply hug the surface and thin out at increasing altitudes, the pressure that the air exerts on objects also drops at increasing altitudes. Lower atmospheric pressure outside means the gases inside a balloon will want to expand. How much that balloon can expand depends on what the balloon is made of. Latex rubber is pretty common and can stretch a lot. Mylar, which is a trade name for a type of stretched polyester that's strengthened with a film of evaporated metal, does not stretch. So how long the balloon lasts before bursting depends on the material and how much helium mixture is in there. A half-full balloon will last longer. Also, since latex is porous, a bit of helium mixture will constantly seep out through the balloon's walls, possibly giving it a little bit more time. And finally, how the balloon pops will depend on the temperature of the air around it. That temperature will decrease as the balloon rises through the troposphere. This is the lowest layer of Earth's atmosphere, extending 4 to 12 miles above the surface. At the top of the troposphere, temperatures reach negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about negative 51 Celsius. Latex and mylar both become brittle around negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit or Celsius, so if they make it up that far, they'll lose their ability to expand. And they won't pop. They'll shatter. So when and how balloons burst depends on three things. What the balloon is made of, how much gas is inside, and the temperature around them. Today's episode is based on a script that I wrote for a BrainStuff video for HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.